0: and we are live on the weirdos only podcast oh it didn't work what the heck oh they took off my sounds wouldn't happen and then that happened anyways (laughs) (laughs) these buttons they would make sounds and they're gone see i need to. okay i need to okay no worries (laughs) technical difficulties they they make cool sounds I'll, I'll, i'll hook up the laptop it'll be fine Sorry guys, no sounds today. Uh, So we're live on the Weirdos Only podcast. Uh, Today is a very, very special, it's actually a first kind of for everybody um, to listen and this is the first time we have two guests, two guests on the show Um, and we have the the pleasure of them being professionals today. So you guys don't have to hear stupid stories about, you know, about uh, people shirtless and Um, this is from other episodes, not, not you guys (laughs) from drunk stories or college stories. This is going to be a very educational show. We're going to cover a lot of topics, uh, regarding, you know, really, um, in-depth kind of, um, um, clinical psychology and, and, but it'll be interesting. So don't, don't, don't despair. We will make it interesting for you and I will always add my, uh, my touch to it, but, um, I will allow my guests to introduce themselves. Um, ladies first, if you... If you uh, can jump in there and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Sarai Rodriguez, and I'm an associate marriage family therapist.
2: Hello. Uh,
3: My name is Vincent Aguilar, licensed marriage family therapist, clinical supervisor there at uh, Sokya Health. All right.
1: By the way, he's my clinical supervisor.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. You got to pull that mic a little bit closer. You hear that? Yeah, see, right? You're like, you just got to kiss it. There you go. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So yeah, great that you know, thanks thanks for for coming on. Um I really just want to I think I think uh, obviously you guys are at different levels. Um Vince, you've been doing this for quite some time now. Um so I think I want to start off with you to just really understand your why. Why are you doing this? You know, why go into this field that, you know, is is very difficult to just kind of bring on, you know, other people's you know for lack of a better term shit you know and it's it's not for everybody so you know why did you decide to go into it and was there anything you were doing before that kind of you know started that journey um
1: i feel like this role really fulfills my purpose i've never felt like i was one of those people who had like a lack of purpose i felt like um my calling was to help Uh, how i got introduced to this career was as a sexual assault counselor so Um, When somebody was assaulted, they would call me and I would go to the hospital and I would mediate between law enforcement, my client, and medical staff. Um, And this just kind of fell into place after that. And there was a whole slew of doing other things that incorporated helping people, Um, usually children, um, community mental health, uh, social worker, um, anything that could just help. And specifically what I had my passion for, and I still do, Is with the Hispanic community. I felt like I needed to give back as um, a Hispanic woman myself, and I felt that this was a good platform to do it on.
2: Great,
0: yeah. Vince, you came into it um, a little later in your life too, right? It wasn't a decision that you made when you were young. Like it wasn't like you went to like when you went initially. When you're 20s, you weren't doing this.
3: No, no. I graduated um, with a bachelor of science in business administration and um worked for uh George Pacific for many many years and it was a um pretty much a hardwood lumber trader and it was a great time it was a real good sorry, time sorry i just i'm just
0: reverting to the story of the time that you sold those drawers They always tell me
2: yeah <laughs> the russian birch
0: yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. sold those drawers and you made it happen yeah. that's interesting though i mean you know going from business right i think that some people may think it's two complete opposites Right. And maybe it was, maybe you know elaborate on that.
3: Well, um, it's about building relationships. Uh, it's not much difference. You know, one, um, you know, you build the relationships with these lumber yards and build relationships with um, different furniture manufacturers and stuff that, um, getting to know their families, getting to know their business, uh, what drives them, you know, their insecurities, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's in it for them. Right. And, um, in a way, it's not different in that, you know, therapy, people come in and they have expectations, you know, they have expectations to feel better, you know, somatically, psychologically. And, um, you're there to sell them what? You're there to sell them hope. You're there to sell them just to listen to them, just to be there and, um, you know, try not to fix their problems. You know, I, I, I would hope I'm more of an ophthalmologist and, painter you know i don't want to paint their world and they see the world the way i see it i want to fix their glasses fix their eyesight yeah so they could see it and open up you know their own perspective
0: i think my outlook on on therapy or what i think that a therapist does is i feel like at the end of the day we really do have the answers right like we know what the right thing to do is and you know sometimes we 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 think like you know like or we know what the wrong thing to do is right like don't jump out of this car right now because you're so angry and then you just back they just you know what i mean or don't fucking slash his tires you know it's just like at the end of the day that's just bad communication right you're like you're lashing out you know maybe you went through a breakup and you know you go and break his fucking windows or something you know and Oddly enough, some of those relationships last longer than the ones where there is communication, right? Because it's just that back and forth, unhealthy kind of, um, you know, tit for tat and it just, it just continues that cycle, right? So what have you seen? I mean, I know we've had the conversations on a personal note, just, just conversing about psychology, about just some of the, I, I think you would be a terrible therapist if you'd done it this long and you didn't see any, any, um, patterns right within Couples and, and, and you know relationships Well, you know um,
3: the patterns is uh, are you know what what is the psychotherapy and there's a lot of neuroscience to back up neuroplasticity and building new neural pathways and you know what talk therapy can do for us. But the most important thing about talk therapy is just to be there, present with the client and move at the pace of the client. You know, what, what the client needs many times is a third ear. you know, not, not this third eye, like to tell them, you know, this is, I'm the guru, I'm the life coach. Yeah. I'm, you know, we're, you know, we can be a life coach, but most of the time we're just present with them. And that's part of the the intensity of the therapy is for the person to feel heard because, um, maybe he's not heard at home. Yeah. He's not heard at work. He's not, you know, heard in general. And in that one hour or 50 minutes, he feels heard. But not understood. Yeah. He, he feels um, at a deep emotional level like, um, I feel you. And not I don't understand you. I mean, it's very, you know, easy sometimes to understand somebody. But um, to have that empathy and attunement and to be there it's that's therapy yeah Yeah. and therapy doesn't begin until uh, both the client and the therapist are present
0: yeah and i think there's also the misconception of like how did you do it you know like how do you do it with your wife how do you do it in your relationships it's like it's not apples to apples right and i think at the end of the day one thing i always try to respect too regardless of you know somebody could give me their entire word-by-word word playbook of, an, of a relationship. And I'm sure you've had people approach you, Saturday, like, hey, like, you know, broke up with this guy and this happened and he did this and this and that. You know, before we started the podcast, I was telling you a story of something that happened to me, right? And even though I'm telling you everything, it's still from my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the other side could be like, well, he was, you know, he was, you know, doing X, Y, and Z and, you know, he was irresponsible or whatever, right? But I think that that's one thing I want to kind of, if, if you can... Uh, shed some light on it as well as far as like kind of really digging in i know vince you mentioned it a lot of times that you get approached by couples and they're like fix us as a couple but it's like well you're still individuals right mm-hmm. so what's been your i don't know if you've worked with couples at all or or just in general like i said if somebody approaches you with something like that you know that you know something with a relationship or something and then you you try to because i know i have friends that they're like i go to you because They These good friends, they know that I'll be like, well, what did you do? Like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, forget that girl or forget that guy. Because, you know, girlfriends that approach me and say, hey, this guy did this to me. Like, well, how did you end up to him doing that there? Because maybe it could be something they did or it's just at least I want to get a bigger picture of it. So what's been your experience with something like that?
1: Well, um, first, I kind of want to comment on what you guys uh, define therapy as. And I kind of like sum it up to one word and that's just loving the client um, through whatever it is that they're going through. It's
0: three words. <laughs> love just that one, love. Yeah, it's okay, love. All we need is You know what, literally the last episode we were talking about love cuz the guy had a love tattoo on his arm. So yeah. that's one thing I do want to explore, but we'll 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 get to that cuz I think you're talking about it in a different way, like just like caring, right? I think I think what you're saying more is also empathizing is empathy, right? Having empathy for the client. Instead of being like, "Oh, you're fucked up," I'm gonna fix you. You know what I well,
1: mean? I I really don't like that language when clients say, "Hey, can you fix me?" I'm yeah. like, Well, are you broken? Because I don't see anybody broken in front of me. Like, yeah, yeah, there's an issue, and we have um, we need to fix it collaboratively together as a team, and me guide you to your best solution, but
0: or even figure out if there even is an issue there, right? Because there probably sometimes there isn't. Like you know, it's just like I had this issue with my wife and this and that, and you're just like. There's no issue there. Like, you know, like it's just, or whatever. It could be like, no, you're right. Like, you know, like not that figuring out who's right or wrong, but it's like, hey, that was what was best for you. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel right. You know, a lot of the times because, you know, like we talked before, because of our patterns, sometimes healthy doesn't feel right. Yes. You know, it feels so awkward to like make the healthy decision. It's like, you know what, I walked away. And I was so angry that I walked away. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It was like, no, it was the right choice. You made the right move, you know? So, go ahead. Well,
3: um, one of the things that I see a lot, you say about patterns in couples therapy is that in the West here, there's a lot of emotional reasoning. I don't feel it, therefore love doesn't exist. It's all about, I don't feel, I've got fallen out of love. What does that mean? Yeah. You know,
0: love, there needs to be what? Accountability and responsibility behind that word. Um, So i mean I if we're so. going we might as well go into love now that was one thing that that was on that you were on on some of the topics and just in general i mean it already got brought up so i think i think let's let's start from the beginning like literally you know um and we'll go back to, to sarai we'll start from there and then we'll go back to you because i've heard you talk about it in many different ways but what does love mean to you in a relationship stan because i know that you know or just love in general let's just go love
1: Um, it just means support. And I think it's being seen and accepted without change. So it's very much what Vince was talking about before in terms of like, um, when people come to us as therapists, I think their number one desire is to be seen and heard. Yeah. And I think even in a friendship stance or in a romantic stance or even in our our relationship, because our relationships with our clients can be very intimate. Yeah. Even in our relationships, I feel like. You just want to be seen and heard. Yeah, and I would be doing a great disservice if I wasn't present.
0: But do you believe that you love everyone that you're seeing and hearing?
1: Um, that can be a challenge sometimes. Like to be honest, um, it's. I, but I feel like that's the growth process for you as a therapist. If you find if you have a client who is challenging you, it's it's that point where you reflect. Why is this challenging me? And it's count it's called countertransference. So as somebody who's being supervised, I go to my supervisor like Vince and we have a conversation and we kind of dig through why I'm feeling the way that I am. Yeah. So I get to a point where I'm still going to be effective for this client.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think I want to kind of just um, probe a little bit in the sense of like, I think that's very specific to your work. Yeah. But where do you see yourself in the sense of like, what does love really mean to you? You know what I mean? Because I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't think I'm being cynical, but it's like, I don't really think you love them. Obviously you have love for them, but I don't think you love them. Right. Like somebody who just came in two weeks ago, you're like, I fucking love this guy. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, there could be, you know, you could have an appreciation for them or you want to help them. I think, cause it sounds like some of that's like, Oh, I want to do my best work to be able to, to be able to do best for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, but, let me, let me jump in real okay. quick.
3: Just for, um, you know, as, uh, as a clinical supervisor, um, I think one of my main objectives is that we don't say, oh, I love that client because that client what gives me recognition, mm-hmm. approval seeking, right? If you say, you know, we tend to do that. Well, what are they, who are the clients we love? The clients that say, how, how great, well, you've changed my life. You know, you've yeah, done yeah, this yeah. for me. And all of a sudden, that's my favorite client. The one's favorite client is the one that's, that says you've changed your life. No. That's that that shouldn't be your favorite client. The favorite client is the ones caused resistance. That's the one you grow with.
0: You know, I've um you got a lot of angry clients right now listening. Well What's well, the matter? No They're gonna no, or no, all your clients no, are gonna no, give you no, resistance. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, I'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you You know, the
3: the honest truth and um when I was in another organ you know, another organization, um I used to be okay with uh, other therapists sending me child molesters. Okay. Um, It's tough. Well, know, I, I guess
0: just to just to kind of set the room is like a lot of people don't want to, or they don't, you know.
3: Well, they they come out with saying that I, I can't, you know, uh, I'm not of great service to them. I is just that can't, there's too much counter transfers? Yes. So that's there, not there's too a, a counter transfers, and I understand that there's the counter transfers, but those you know they make you a better therapist if you can go, you know, what separate the sin from the sinner? Yeah. You know, separate where could that come from? Uh, is it difficult? Yes, do you feel that you're making any progress? most of the time no, not at all but um, that's I believe as therapists we're working the most on our counter transfers
0: like it has to start somewhere right like I don't know it's, it's hard to say that you were just born to you know do something like that
3: well you'll you'll you know my I don't know if it's my theory or if I've read it somewhere or something that uh, I think that's brain circuitry for empathy. They they really don't have empathy at all, yeah. And uh, because what does it take to do something like that? The lack of pure empathy. Yeah, just don't you not thinking at all about what you're doing to that beings. Who was being,
0: right? that? I f- I forget who it is right now on top of my head. But there was a serial killer. Uh, I don't know if it was a zod. No, the zod- They never caught the Zodiac killer. Huh? I don't know if you guys know. This. Anyways, there was a serial killer. I don't know if it was a. Uh, one of those killers that had a bunch of manifestos, like a bunch, you know, just shit coming out. And then his brother basically is the one that got him caught because he was like, this sounds like my brother, you know? Um, but what, one thing, his brother said, I forget who it is. If you guys know, please, um, hit me up cause I forget. But his brother said that when he was born or he had some disease like as a baby mm. and like the first three months of his life, he had to be like quarantined. Like, you know, like kind of like, he couldn't even be touched. So the first three months of his life, he didn't have any human interaction, Mm -hmm. you know, like just only like through in this little, you know, whatever. And they were talking about how that, you know, may Mm -hmm. have affected him. You know, they were like saying that in the the grand scheme of things, you know? So that's something interesting to kind of see. And and I'm sure even those are difficult clients, it's probably very interesting to try to understand their mind. Right
3: well and motives you know to um again to understand it it's it's very difficult to understand i mean logically and but uh to treat it's even harder to treat because you know we we try to wrap our mind around the don't you understand what you're doing to this child us as clinicians yeah we can understand what that child's going to go through and what, what, how much of a disadvantage that child is at being yeah. molested like that. So as clinicians, I think we, it's, it's harder because we understand, you know, what's going to happen developmentally and the challenges that that child's going to face as an adult, yeah. um, you know, with addiction, um, you know, an array of uh, matters. Yeah. Um, but when we go back to love, we we're talking about love. Right into I, the mic. i like to uh, throw my little. Two cents in there.
0: Well, yeah, we'll go back to love. Yeah, we're, that's mm-hmm. where we're at. Okay. Well, we haven't left. You know,
3: you think about the love of a mother to a child, right? Okay, just take that for example. And how pure it is in the sense that, what does that mother do? She knows, it has this portal way through that love. There's a portal that she understands the child's personality, the inner core of that personality, the child's essence, the child's capabilities, Um, the virtues pretty much she just has that entryway yeah because she loves the child well in the same way there's no difference in a marriage the way you know your wife loves you she knows your personality she knows your essence she knows your shortcomings and she makes you right she challenges you yeah when you're down you know, she challenges you to get up because she knows who you are. She knows what you can do, and she helps you in what your self actualization,
0: or sees the sees potential in you too to that do you more. don't see. Yeah, because she loves you.
2: Yeah,
3: she could
0: if she didn't love you. she
3: can see that she wouldn't have that access. Yeah. So in in love, you find those those gems and in, in the and in the beloved, you know, the person that you you love, and at that point. You help that person self-actualize. And as you help that person self-actualize, vice versa happens. And that's, that's real love. You know, love is uh, not a side effect of sex, right? You know, no, they, I think today's society, we go into that, right? Yeah. To today's society, love is a side effect of uh, sex.
0: Or I mean, air quotes. Okay. Yeah. Air quotes is like, you know, you're saying like, that's no. what people are believing. That's what I'm saying. You're saying that's a fallacy. That of course, it's It's, it's, it's,
3: you know, sex is what a mode of expression of togetherness. Okay, sex is the way we express our togetherness, the way you know me, the way I know you. Here it's dopamine, man. You know, what did I tell you one date, two dates, three dates. Why aren't we having sex? Why? Because I don't even know you.
0: Well, something's wrong with you. Well, yeah,
3: don't we supposed to love each other?
0: You don't want me, <laughs> you don't want me. <laughs> Huh? You don't want to fuck me <laughs> or what? That's, you know, yeah. that's, what's...
3: yeah, I guess. Well, so, yeah.
0: what do you say? That's why I'm pu- I'm putting you in the position. If she's, she's like, what do you think? I'm ugly. Why, why don't you want me? Yeah. The, know, you you made me issues. do all this role play last time. I'm asking you right now. Oh, wait, you're, you're, yeah. You're the girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the girl. Oh, okay. what's wrong with me? Huh? I dressed up. Mm-hmm. I put on my good Mac makeup. Look at my cat. eye. I look good. Why don't you want me? Guys are all over me. You won't even touch me.
3: Well, you know, that's that guy. I'm not that guy. You know, I'm the guy that needs to know who you are. You're
0: scared. That's what it is. I'm scared? You're scared of this.
3: Okay, then then I guess you're right. I am mean, scared, yeah. I'm scared Scared of wasting my time.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I want to I go in deeper than that, just to, you know. Because I think that that is one thing that we, you know, we... We want to be accepted, right? We want that um, validation, that sexual validation, right? To say I'm desirable.
3: Well, again, you know, know, it's, you want validation, validation for who you are, for your essence, for your virtues, for your, your, your ethos. That's what you want validation from. Validation that you're good and bad. Okay. It fizzles out.
1: Yeah. Any It's It's not not sustainable.
3: It's not sustainable. It just fizzles out.
1: But I don't think that's what people value, though. They don't superficially. I don't think they value the ethos. I wish they did. I wish they would um, get to know each other a little bit more and and uh, be intimate in that way or be motivated to get to know each other in that way. But they just see what's on top.
3: Now intimacy, this is uh, this is the word intimate. Well, but we're talking about emotional intimacy or physical intimacy. Yeah. See people just say intimacy, they just it's a blanket statement. Mm. Intimacy means sex. No. Mm. There's emotional intimacy. Mm. Okay, which is the foundation. Okay. Then we get the physical intimacy. Yeah. Then you have Ruth Chris, not Sizzler. Right? Yeah. You wanna eat all the time, you wanna have steak all the time. What about Chick fil A? Mm-hmm. Like oh, you that. owe me Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Guess what we're going after. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I, I think um I, I, the way that I, I want to I want to kind of steer that into into this, you know, this this because I think that there's a lot we try, you know, we like again, we try to we try to find maybe what someone we try to find. To, we try to have others give us what we're not giving ourselves. Right. Um, you know, and and like, uh, I know a lot of people listen to Eric Thomas. I don't know if you heard Eric Thomas. He's like a motivational speaker. He's that guy that like, kind of like, you gotta, you gotta get out there. And he's like, I was living on the streets, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, uh, but he says one is this like, it's like you always you always want guarantees, right? Like you know you're you, you know you're like I want the right tires, right? I want good tires on my car because I want to guarantee that these tires are not gonna, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna break down on me, right? And you want the company to give you a guarantee that it's not gonna happen, but and then you want to hold them accountable when something does happen, right? But it's like how many times are you giving yourself guarantees and you're holding yourself accountable because you didn't follow through on those guarantees, right?
3: What about uh, holding myself accountable of how I drive?
0: Well, yeah, th- th- exactly. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is like you want to hold other people accountable, right? Like you told me this and that, right? But it's like, well, yeah, but you told me this, that doesn't matter. Like it's not about me. Like it's like always like or what you told yourself, right? Hey, I told myself I'm going to start going to the gym, right? And you don't go, right? You're going once a month or something. But you're not asking yourself for a refund, right? You're not like, hey, I need my money back because guarantee- I paid for this gym membership and you gave me a guarantee that you were going to go, you know what I mean? You're not asking yourself for that money back. You're not holding yourself accountable. Um, and the way that I wanted to relay that was into self-esteem, right? Because you can't give you, you want, not that you can't, that's another thing I don't want to say that you can't, but there's, there's still two people in a relationship, right? So there's a, this quote by, uh, <laughs> I got you, I got you. Don't worry. What is it? Corey? Is it Corey shame or Seamus? Uh, self-esteem isn't everything. It's just that there's nothing else without it.
3: Yes. Wonderful quote.
0: (laughs) Wonderful (laughs) quote. You wrote it. You wrote it down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful quote, yeah. It's about core shame. You know, um, as therapists, one of the first things we need to uh, assess is core shame. Person has, um, I did something bad or I am bad. We want guilt. Guilt is good for your conscience. I did something bad. I feel guilty. What about shame, though? That's I am bad. Oh. It's not I did something bad. That's I am bad. And that's the the basis of mental health. When you come in and you've already said to yourself, I am bad. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know, then I'm out there trying to prove to everybody that I'm okay. I'm desirable. I'm sexy. I'm good. And I I want that quick fix. You know, I I want... Everybody to want me, to desire validation. me, to love me, validation, because she carries core shame. And it's a it's a known fact now um, that if we don't, as therapists, deal directly with core shame, okay, um, biochemically, the stress on the brain, there's no neuroplasticity. There's no room. So uh, therapy is very
0: ineffective when uh, we don't deal with core shame yeah i then then that's kind of where i was driving at in the same i also don't want to and this is something i talked about in the last episode too i don't want people to feel that if you have anything wrong with you then you should not be going into a relationship you know what i mean that you need to be this like this this other quote says you don't have to be fully healed to start a romantic relationship and it's important to do some internal work before entering a relationship to at least identify unconscious patterns you repeat in relationships that make them unhealthy. You, it's more like the self have the self-awareness, but it doesn't mean that you need to have it all figured out. Right. Because you know, we've talked about it before too, is like I can have two different relationships with two different people and be triggered for completely different things, mm-hmm. you know, and or think that I'm completely healed. And because, oh, hey, the other girl did this to me or whatever. And then I go to somebody else and I'm like, I'm good, I'm healed, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, shit, here comes another different shit show of of things or whatever. Well, you know, one of the things we need
3: to address is um, self compassion. That's not our go to. You know, um, in order to be compassionate towards people, we need to be compassionate towards the self, understanding that there's things about ourselves that, you know, we don't like and uh, we need to work on and um we need to make amends yeah you don't like to do that you have to have some self-compassion oh no no i don't want to do it yeah you know why you don't want to do it because you want to look at all the shit you've done bad right all the stuff you've done wrong yeah making amends it's hard to be you know practicing self-compassion it's a buddhist tr- uh
0: technique yeah it's difficult to do that
1: i have a question for you vince um have you come across and i'm sorry to go, know, ahead, go
0: ahead go ahead
1: um, have you come across people just
0: don't who... smack your leg loud. it's loud people heard you smacking your leg smack sorry, sorry. <laughs> you good. <laughs>
2: um,
1: like have you come across people who are addicted to certain behavior patterns so like the core shame that you were talking about and just kind of repeating that even though cognitively they understand the concepts that we happen to be teaching with them in therapy but they don't necessarily internalize that or um, emotionally take it in
3: yeah, they generally have hardwired, um, built-in maladaptive schemas, You know these patterns that they, you know, developed in childhood, they developed, you know, in their early formative years um, that they repeat over and over. And, you know, there's 18 domains as a, you know, schema therapist. Um, there's a mirrored, there's abandonment, there's emotional deprivation, there's unrelenting standards, uh, an array of, of, of uh, patterns that... Um, we fall into these cognitive distortions of all or nothing and, or we'll start filtering or we, emotional reasoning happens usually because of abandonment that we just fall. If we don't address at the core of, of where it comes from, actually, where did it start? Then, you know, we're, we're slaves to, to this type of, uh, these type of patterns, Yeah, ways cycles. of thinking cycles, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the, it's, again, I always tell people like friends that reach out and stuff, they're like, I'm doing it again or something, you know, but I always tell them, and you know, I had a friend that was really, really appreciative that she was like, you're always kind of like, give me my wins. Right. I'm like, I tell her like, you're doing it again, but the last time you did it, you didn't realize you were doing it again. So now you realize you're doing it again. The fact that you're actually aware of it is progress. Sure. Right now, you know, oh shit, I did that thing right now. I'm aware or like before you were just doing it over and over and over and you were just like trying to justify it. Right. I, I did it because of this or, or, Oh, he's, he's not this, or he, it's not what I expected or, you know, whatever it may be, you know? Um, I, and I think one one place that I want to transition from there is where do you, one thing that I, I had, I had kind of, you know, questioned or the people that asked for insight was how, how do you approach, a family member or a loved one that's showing signs of like a personality disorder or showing repeated unhealthy patterns because i think that a lot of the times as a family we more enable them or we push them into more maybe maybe the family's the cause of these issues right mm-hmm. but i've been around people where everybody around them knows right everybody's like you oh, know he's gonna he's gonna do this or she's gonna do that and Oh, here we go again. But no, how, so how, what kind of advice, and you want to open up, uh, Asad, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who, again, has seen these patterns in a loved one or, you know, relationship? It could be your sister, you know, or your brother that's like, oh, okay, now I got to be there for him. And it's just an ongoing thing. What, what would you, what advice would you give somebody that's going through something
2: like that?
1: Be patient <clears throat> be patient with the person and understand that that might be part of the process. And even though they, they have this ebb and flow and it's kind of, kind of like you were saying just yeah. a little while ago in terms of your friend, like they keep on making the same mistakes, but this time they're making a little bit of progress. So well, I
0: guess my point is uh, like, I think that that's what's enabling them because you're patient with them to some extent, because you're, you're, you're just allowing them to continue that, like I'm saying, they know it's an issue, but they don't know how to address it.
1: Well, you know I, what I'm I mean? I'm not saying not to call them out. Like you can call them out, but be patient yeah. with their process.
3: Like Adora, you can- wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Adora, be specific on something, please. So she so okay. can get a concept. You got to be specific. Okay. These are just global. When Whoa. You, wow. You're talking about an NPD or you're talking about borderline personality. I said a personality disorder. Okay, let's which, go. Pres- let's, let's, let's go
0: personality disorder just for the sake of. Which one? I
3: didn't bring those notes. (laughs) The
1: most popular one would probably be bipolar and, um, borderline, borderline, I'm sorry. And narcissistic personality disorder. Those are the two infamous ones.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I think, okay, here we, but you're not like as a. The reason I put it out in those terms is is, and I think I, one thing I need to continue to do, especially with you, Vince, is I want them to understand. I know you understand, and you want to give me a very specific answer, but they don't fucking know that she's narcissistic or she's bipolar or whatever. They just know, oh my god, what like mean, wait, he wait, does wait, wait, X, wait, Y,
3: wait. and Z. Let let's, this is great you know? that the podcast is out because I uh, this is my pet peeve, so I, okay. I really need to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Okay please bipolar that's borderline personality disorder these shifts you know in, in moods and all that
0: there needs to be uh, hypomania mania some psychosis to be bipolar to be or, clinically to be cl- bipolar because i like, again I, okay. I, i've talked about it before when people were like oh my god i'm still bipolar i don't know what coffee to choose it's like no like i you know it's <laughs> yeah. like that's not bipolar <laughs> yeah. you know it's, it's it's manic states it's like your
3: yeah. hypomanic state yeah. okay um, but getting back to discussion here, when there is a total lack of empathy, let's take narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. Let's say you're
0: Donald Trump friend. Oh, okay. No, friend he's, not, he's not my friend. Okay. A, a, a <laughs> friend. Okay.
3: You're, you're the family. This a friend of yours. And you're saying, God, this family needs to, to assist my friend. He just has a lack of empathy. It's all about him. It's, it's going here. You know, how do you help him? Well, it's very difficult it's it's a very difficult personality disorder okay one of the most difficult you know um but that's the best way is empathy and understanding saying hey um how's your life working out tell me like what's going on you know how's how's going you let them figure out if there is a need you know it doesn't have any relationships you know, doesn't have any relationships going. You know, no, no strong ties. You know, um, he's been fired three times. You know, yeah. so you're just going over his life, but empathically, not criticizing. Yeah, him. just like hey, you know, let's let's do a review. It's well, like, how's it working out? Yeah, you
0: I just think sometimes you also get like, you know, it's like those like interventions or whatever, right? It, but when there's somebody's like a high function or a functioning alcoholic type of situation, where like it's hard for you to say hey, like you got, you know, they're like, they're getting ahead in their career, you know, like supposedly a, like Channing Tatum was like a functioning alcoholic, right? But sometimes you're like, well, what can you tell him? He's like, he's successful. He's, you know, he's in shape. He's like, but it's also not, he's literally saying I'm an alcoholic, right? So it's like, how do you approach the situation when maybe they're not hurting anybody? He's like, well, what the fuck is it to you? I'm not hurting you. I'm not taking money out of your pocket. You know what I mean? That's, so how do you approach that situation? Because I feel like this is, something that a lot of people face, you know, how do I help my brother? How do I help my sister? How do I help my cousin that I know has issues, right? That I know has, you know, but they don't know anything, right? Like as a, as a person, you don't know, like, how do I go to therapy? Like, you know, I don't. That's what keeps us in
3: business. The number one thing <laughs> that keeps us in business.
0: <laughs> don't tell him shit and he wants more. The <laughs> you
3: number know, one thing that keeps
0: us in business,
3: okay, is I that, don't think
0: you're ever going out of business. That's the no, thing. That's, that's, I mean, that's it sucks what? to say, but it's just, you know. Well,
3: get, getting back to one of the number
0: one thing that keeps us in business <laughs> yeah. is to be accepted,
3: okay, is a primal need. It's not optional. If you want mental health, you need to feel accepted by your, your family, your peers, your colleagues, yeah, the community. So, it's going to catch up to you. Th- that's an oxymoron. Functional al- alcoholic. Well, yeah. how is that? How does that even relate? It's like constructive criticism. Okay, that's, <laughs> those works don't go together. Go, tough love, you know. Tough love, you know.
0: So, um, yeah, it's 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 going to catch up to you. How do we? I mean, I guess it's a very general too, but like those cycles, right? How do you, especially when it's like maybe some, some in what happens a lot, probably 99% of the time is these, these things come from parents, right? And your upbringing, you mentioned, I think one, one thing that helped me, and you know, you can kind of jump in on, on something that could help people. One thing that helped me was to see my parents as humans, as flawed humans you know that they didn't have it figured out either right like for me but when you're a kid you see these two you know um you know omnipotent people that well they're the fucking adults they should they know best right and what do they tell you do what i say because i know best right and then you know you you come to like find out later on you're like oh wait like my parents you know lied about this or you know They said I couldn't turn the light on inside the car while we're driving. It's it's illegal. That's not true. (laughs) My my dad said you couldn't change lanes in an intersection. That's not true either. So, I mean, those are very general things. Trying to throw in some comedy here. (laughs) It's uh, great that you bring up, you know, the Latino thing, right?
3: Because machismo, talking about machismo, we talked about that in the last uh, podcast. Uh, That's narcissism. So it's what it is, right there. It's, it's, it's to have this. You know, I'm entitled to because I'm a man. Because and yeah, I'm a man. I'm a provider. You know, and well, it's and it like and
0: that, and that's you know, it. Like because yeah. I
3: say and that's it. Exactly. I um, mean, what does it do? Distances you right from that person. Sari, what's uh, your opinion on machismo? We're all Latinos here, so let's uh, Uh-oh. let's uh, get a, you
0: know, your your perspective here. You better be careful what you say about. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> See, Jeez. I'm trying to do the whole like my machismo thing. Yeah, you better watch out. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> um, I think it's it's very toxic, and I think it um it drives disconnection. When you're in a relationship, you want to be connected, right? Yeah. And you want to feel heard, seen, accepted, loved, validated, whatever. Um, but I feel like machismo does the exact opposite of that it puts expectations and standards and pressure onto the relationship on both I think it's not just on the woman per se but on both parties involved because there's um the ego is in command there it's not like love it's not it's not um the two people that are coming together to try to build and make a life with one another it's it's just pure ego and it doesn't matter if it's just coming from a man if it comes ego comes from a woman too it's not going to work yeah.
0: yeah and i think um obviously there's a lot of insecurity behind it right like
1: i feel like there's a need to control like control yeah. control makes me feel safe and if i control my partner then that makes me feel safe in the relationship
0: well and, and, and so how do you um what do you think in the, in terms of You know, maybe you grew up with a dad who was very macho and, you know, he told you he loved you like once a decade or something. Right. And now you're going into a relationship. You know, how do you deal with maybe somebody who is telling you they love you? Or do you do you think you a lot of times you gravitate to somebody who is making it work so hard for you, for them to tell you that they love you, like for them to show you that affection and openness that you you're used to in that way that you're used to getting it
1: um i think most people gravitate to what they know unless there's work that's already been done and there's a, like a level of awareness to do the opposite then they're going to always go to what they know so they're going to choose a partner who makes them work harder they're going to be yeah if their partner tells them once in a very blue moon oh you're beautiful or um you're so handsome or i love you all of that's yeah. going to be like okay cool like this is what i grew up with this is what i know
2: yeah,
0: even though it's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, what are the intergenerational transmission? Okay, that's
1: what is that
3: intergenerational transmission? Of I machismo. saw that movie.
0: It was dope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matthew what, McConaughey's. Up. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, so we have intergenerational transmission. You transmit, okay? Machismo from generation to generation to generation to generation. Mm. And we have to understand, right, that, hey, womanizing, uh, feeling the head of the household, feeling the provider, and doing this, and I demand this, and I this, and that, right? (laughs) Okay, it's a cultural trait that's dysfunctional, and it's been dysfunctional for many, 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 what, centuries, years, right? Years, centuries. Yeah. Goes back. Um, The only thing is, to me, it's um, very basic. What I want, what I would love, is to bring peace to my wife. I would love her to bring me peace. Forget about this dopamine happiness, serotonin. We're looking for serotonin. If I'm a machista, how am I going to
0: bring peace to her? Yeah, but you're narcissistic, so you're not thinking that way. Machismo is narcissism light, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You're not thinking like, oh, how, how would I make my wife happy? No, I'm you're happy. thinking you're how the fuck peace. is she gonna do what I want her to do and make me happy?
3: Well, if she right? If you come in with a machista stance or attitude, how's that gonna bring her peace? Yeah, of course. How's it gonna make her feel. I fun? like to
0: be. I mean, I like to be challenged. Obviously, you know, respectfully, but I want to be like you said. A challenge in the sense of like, I know your potential and you're not living up to your potential. Like if I'm if I'm having this like existential crisis, right? Oh my God, I'm like, don't you know i hate this job or whatever you'd be like no you you go somewhere else like you you got it you can handle it you're very accomplished and blah blah blah." instead of just being like oh well, okay you know like just not challenging your like i I feel like i want somebody that can step up to the plate and you know basically like i said like i for lack of a better term challenge me and and but just not always i don't want a yes person and i don't want those friends either right i don't want friends that are just going to be like yeah 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 you know you want them That's kind of, like I said, how I try to tell some of my friends that I'm honest with, like, hey, well, what are you doing? Did you do what you did with the last person or, did you know, are you opening up? And they're like, no, yeah, well, not really. So, like, you know, I want my friends and my, you know, significant others whatever to to be able to have those conversations, right? Because then, like, then it's very surface level. It's very like, well, let's fuck. And then, uh, you know, like Whoa. I said, oh, we feel better now because we fucked. And, you know, Whoa. we got that dopamine.
3: Well, one one of the things is too is how we go or about truthfully. it. How how we go about it. Um to assist my partner, you know, with existential guilt, right? I help her find the impediments that are, are in the way of her reaching her unique potential. Her her unique potential that, that she knows and we know together. But what are the impediments? That's where I help. Not just like, okay, I want to be that coach. You, you, I gotta challenge you.
0: No, 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 challenge me
3: to find out. Help me see those impediments. Yeah, I just said like, just challenge you. Yeah, challenge you for stupid. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. let's figure out what are the impediments and how can
0: we resolve them together.
3: That's yes, but
0: even within that, you have to set your boundaries, right? Like, hey, I know you got X, Y, and Z going on, and you know if you want to talk about it and. But you can't be like, you're doing that thing again. And like, if they're not going to, you know, like you have to set your boundaries of like, look, I've put myself out there. I've, you know, I've made myself available to talk about these things. But if you're not going to deal with it or if you're not really going to be honest about what's really going on, what what am I going to shake you? Like, you know what I mean? You can't you can't do that, you know, with a significant other. you're That's I think that's how you get that codependency, right? I'm like you got to stop doing that and then they're just uh, So
1: you're talking about setting limits like baun-
0: words, boundaries that would be yeah
1: Hasta aquí llego. like I'm going to help you I think
0: boundaries are very important. I had some I had a a a woman on a uh, Dr. Dr. Aaron. yeah, she's basically talking about about boundaries. You know, because they are very important. Like this is how far I'm willing to go. Because I know that if I go further, there's that transference. There's that, you know, there's that codependency. And now I'm like not even worried about me. Now I'm just all you, all you, all you. And then down, you know, a year, three years, four years down the line, you're like, oh, shit, who am I? Right? And that's how people end up in a divorce four years later or whatever, you know.
3: Well, um, I'll give you a perspective from a schema therapy um, approach. Uh, boundaries are very, very difficult to establish when you have a self-sacrificing okay schema for example um when you have this self sacrificing you're like uh, maybe i'm being too selfish maybe i should help him out right and then schema chemistry is he has an entitlement schema right he has this like narcissistic personality disorder. And he's like, yeah, I'm entitled to it. And she's like, yeah, maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe I should be more, maybe I should do more of what he wants. And then yeah. he's like, oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Do more. Of that Cause I'm entitled to that. Right. So that's
0: what you call schema chemistry. Yeah. But, but have- I feel like when you get what you want, then you're like, "Meh," right. At least for me, if I'm just getting, I, I, well, let, let me take that back. I think that I've had to really understand if I'm getting what I want, you know, genuinely or if somebody's giving me what I want, just because they think that's what they, what I want. You know, if that makes sense. Well, well, I, well if it's, I it's a genuine kind of, if it's a it if it's genuine display of somebody showing up like, oh man, this girl's showing up, she's doing, she's yeah. communicating, she's being, you know, she's being empathetic, you know, or if it's just like, she's like, oh, I know he, you know, it, it's like it's like if I really like going to the Padre games or something, right? And then, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, she's like, oh, let's go Padres, go Padres, right? and then she's like super hype like she's telling me hey let's go to the game like oh you want to go to the game all right cool right but then like two years down the line she's like i hate the fucking games i've never liked them there's that was you could have just said that from the beginning i would have gotten my buddies i don't care you know what i mean like yes i get that you're trying to get involved in something that i like but if you really hate it then that's not i don't want that either you know what i mean if you really don't enjoy it at all well, you I, know, if you're saying, yeah, I enjoy it, but not to the same extent to you. So I don't really like the Potter games too much, but I like going and having fun and, you know what I mean, and enjoying that. But I'm not going to, I don't know all the fucking stats, you know. Yeah, I mean, you
3: um, want an authentic person is what, you, I, what I believe you're saying. You don't yeah. want her to. I'll
2: see, be, that's what, wait, I'm,
0: wait, I'm sorry to stop you, but see, that's what fucking therapists do. Because I said all this crap and then you're just like, you want an authentic person. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> He's like
3: that's exactly what I
2: want. a real person, you know, you
3: know, there's that person that's uh you know, I was the person that my daddy and my mommy wanted me to be. They wanted me to be a you know, a volleyball player and I hate volleyball but I did it because you know, that's what they wanted and I wanted to be the perfect daughter and they're okay and Oh, Eduardo, he he likes baseball. Well, I, I, you know, I'll i lose who I am. I'll be the person he needs me to be, to be yeah. accepted, to be. There's the schema. There you go. I'll be the person you want me to be to connect. So yeah. that you love me so that I belong, so I
0: can connect with you. I'll lose myself yeah. for you. And You don't want that. Obviously, much. like, you know, I like to have conversations and, you know, a freaking podcasts, but I think those you know, before I would avoid, you know, like the fucking plague, those difficult conversations, right? Because I might hear something I don't want to hear, right? But you're going to hear that shit eventually, right? If you just keep putting it off, those difficult conversations, you know, and I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people avoid those difficult conversations, you know, avoid that awkward kind of, you know, but I also think that we need to really sit down and, and figure out where that's coming from. Well, right. the one, um, phrase I say the most, I think
3: in couples therapy is to have a, um, healthy relationship, you need to have uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. A variety of uncomfortable what conversations. You, you know, it sounds cooler.
0: You know, it sounds cooler. If you said to have, to be comfortable in your relationship, you got to get uncomfortable. yeah you know that would sound cooler i'm just saying
1: i could make it and put you
0: put it on your wall in your office if you want (laughs) one thing i did want to cover not cover but one thing i wrote down when you said the machismo stuff was there's that whole thing right of like i'm talking about the other side of it right because the machismo is like say hombre like suck it up right just suck it up and go and you know boys don't cry right Mm -hmm. like you can't have emotions and i think that that's one thing that happens and that's one big thing well, I started the podcast, right? Because I'm like, am I a weirdo because I have feelings, right? Because I did this and I dated somebody and man, it fucking hurt when it ended or whatever. Like, am I weird for that? Because I feel like my friends and my guys are like, ah, whatever, bro, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? And I'm like, am I weird? Like, why, you know, why, why am I tripping? If they don't care, they broke up with a girl last week and they're dating somebody else and they don't care. I'm like, shit, am I a weirdo? Like, what's wrong with me? You know, like, oh, boys don't cry right? But, here's my whole thing on the Boys Don't Cry. You ever been to a Mexican party? I'm sure you guys have been to a Mexican party. Yes. What are the most fucking popular songs? What are the most popular songs? I don't know. Acantrenos, nos, right? Acantrenos nos is about a woman that, that listens. por presumir a mis amigos les conté. You, see, you want me to keep on? i keep on. <laughs> um, Mujeres Divinas, right? The fucking, the women that fucking, you know, that betrayed us. And the most famous one, tragos de amargo licor, right? It's just fucking ah, oh, let me get drunk because ah, oh, you know, so you, you know, it's, it's it's this whole, and that's where these guys, you know, you, how many parties have you been to where every single guy is like ah, us? you know, like they're into it so much because it's a release, right? They identify with it, yet they're not talking to you about it. You know, they're not talking sure. to each other about it, but they're identifying with this music. And you know, those are the most popular songs. And you know, así fue Juan Gabriel, hasta que te conocí. You know, si no tuviera sido el buki, I can sing that one too if you want. Right? <laughs> Go for it. Mm-hmm. No, my favorite line in that song is, is uh, "El espejo no miente, me veo tan diferente." That's what And he only says it once. Everything else he repeats. That's why he only says it. We just look it up. Look it up for our English-speaking. Look it uh, up. No, audience. no, no. we well, Could you translate that? No, I'm just, not gonna sing it. This is no, What does that mean? Does the that mean? mirror does not lie. <laughs> okay. I look very different. It doesn't. It doesn't rhyme the way. So I'm getting old. That's what. Masses falta tú. Hey, Wookie just had a concert. You know, oh hey, listen, you're go you're going to a concert. Yeah. you tell, you tell the, people? One I'm of the people, uh, people?
3: I'm supporting the uh
0: artist that came out, uh talks about
3: depression openly. Mental health. Mental and, health. And I'm supporting him all the way.
0: All the way. Say his know? name. Maybe he'll sponsor the podcast. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> Jay Balvin. Right? Jay Balvin. So Balvin. So Vince is a big uh Jay Bodine fan because because of that, right? Because he he puts it out there and he puts his uh mental health out there. Do you have any artists that you follow that you feel are mental health woke?
1: Halsey. I think she's um she's pretty good at uh really sharing her story and um as to why she created her art. Um Yeah, I think just her, just Halsey.
0: Is there anything specific that she's mentioned, or
1: well, just her struggles in terms of like um how depressed she was when she was younger, and like um I follow her on Instagram, so some of the stories she shared, she cut and was suicidal earlier on, like when she was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, yeah, and how she came out of that, and so um I really admire her for being able to speak on her mental health condition.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's an old um interview that i saw of Jimi hendrix right talking about like pain and, and struggle and and the interviewer basically tells him like you know people think that it's impossible or just because you have money and you have fame that you shouldn't be depressed or you shouldn't you know what i mean like that's what are you what are you bitching about you know what i mean sure sure that's exactly what jay belvin's
3: uh, was talking about and um what it is it's that um that state when you are depressed. Uh, you get emotionally blunted. You don't feel. Yeah. But the reason you want money, what's, what's money without emotions? Well, if don't you're blunted, th- if you. If you're you blunted, what, what do you want the money for? Yeah, but
0: do don't, don't you think a lot of these artists, I think, I mean, myself included. Um, but <laughs> I feel like, I mean, we want some kind of validation, right? And I think that that's when I start, especially when I started this, I wanted, I wasn't, I, I felt like a genuine, like not a push, but a pull to just be like I'm going to put it out there, right? Um but sometimes we in another thing we have to be, you know, kind of cognizant of is the, you know, what we're getting back and what we, people are criticizing. Yeah, your podcast is too long or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody's going to have their their opinions of it, right? And I think a lot of artists that's what they want. They want a stadium full of people that, you know, that love them, right? But it's 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 fleeting, right? Because it's not it's not connection and now because you're so famous can you really build a genuine connection with somebody that doesn't have that fame overlying? it? Well, that's
3: fantastic. That quote that I gave you, Which it goes right to it. Which one? What about the orchestra?
0: The orchestra. A man who wants to lead an orchestra must turn his back on the crowd. What does that say? James Cook. What does that what, what I should that speak read to the you? quotes in a different voice.
3: What does that speak to you? How does that, what does that say?
0: I I mean it says so. I'll read it again, just so people can hear it. A man who wants to lead an orchestra must turn his back on the crowd. I mean, and I think, but that's, that's in regards to an orchestra, right? Because I think that uh, um, what do they call it? What are they? Uh, it's not a composer. What do they call it, the the guy? Yeah, the composer. Uh, not Is a he a composer? Or he's a, in- you know well the conductor conductor yeah so right. I, I think that he's i think that he's you know he's a uh, he's in he's interested and he's worried about you know ab- about his people right he's worried about his his team i think that he cares about like everybody being and and, and leading and bringing everyone together in the orchestra right Well, you know about music right I mean, yeah i've, heard of, I've heard of it
3: why do you need a conductor they all have their piece of music. They all. Know. Why do you need him? I don't know. He brings the harmony. He brings brings out the music. Brings in. He's the one who harmonizes that music. But look at, ego comparison, right? He has his back to the audience. But he's J Balvin doesn't. It. I know he doesn't. Yeah. That's why he has the depression. Okay, he feeds. He needs the crowd. Right? Yeah, a conductor is in. Is in his art. He's in Mozart, Schumann, Handel. But weren't
0: he's, they he's all there. very egotistical and like of oh, super composers?
3: Supermeca was one of the greatest, you know, conductors. Ever Conductor, recently. but
0: what composers and those? Are
3: well, the composers that were geniuses. I mean, that's you know, that's that's why it's called classical. Let's see music. if I can
0: get Wapango to be our uh, intro. Oh, that's, our- that's that's
3: great. But but think about it. Just just the analogy. Yeah, you're in there. You have back to the crowd. You don't know. Maybe everybody left the symphony hall. Mm-hmm. They're all gone. You're in there. They're a in the piece of mix, Okay, they're all gone. You turn around. Oh, standing ovation, right? That's the way we should be. Well,
0: why do you turn around then? Just this just is walk out, son. Just walk out. Oh, but is <laughs> walk into the, the orchestra pit. The, 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 <laughs> the,
3: the, the point of that quote is that we seek our own counsel. That we. We become hypersensitive to criticism. Well, I think, they, it- and these artists become very hypersensitive to criticism. They view criticism as rejection. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what the, the the quote said. We need to to have the, what thicker skins, right? That we are in our art. Art. This is what J. Mm-hmm. LoV. is his art, right? No, I'm gonna and call you out on that though. You know, wait a minute. Well, oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Like you got Residente, right? He's fighting with Jay Belvin, right? They're they're saying Residente is saying like, hey, you know what? I I'm the one. I'm the master. Right? I'm the the greatest. And and Jay Belvin say, wait a minute. You know, I I, I fill stadiums, and yeah. Residente says, yeah, but I'm the artist. And and here we go. Yeah. And and I guess a lot of times a guy like Jay Belvin can question himself. Yeah. Am I good, or is this a production? Yeah. Am I that good? And that, that that's could be happening.
0: Well, the one thing that I wasn't, that it, I wouldn't say triggered me, but that I remember you've mentioned, um, is what does it mean to have thicker skin? What does that mean?
3: Well, what it means in a healthy way,
0: because you had mentioned before is just like, that's bullshit. And <laughs> that's what you said.
3: Well, in the context
0: of what I'm saying, well, here. yes, yes. But I'm, okay. I'm just trying to, you know, okay, play the devil's here, advocate for
3: context is a uh, uh, thicker skin is to be lost in your art and to believe in what you do but and, is that technically that thicker skin it is thicker because we we are subject to ego comparison to seeing other people that in our feel like oh a therapist look look at her it's that therapist look at that therapist am i good gee she has more patients than i do look at there she's more successful am i good so you have to say look i'm in my art i'm a therapist i do what i do and if i'm good or i'm not good i don't know that's not for me to say but
0: do you think that's thicker skin is my point that's you what I call doing.
3: it thicker skin it's, it's, it's that well, you're not subject to, to the, the, the criticism of other people that you can take it and say, I take what their opinion is on a tray, but I don't have to eat it. What they say to me stays on a tray. And I look at it and I say, okay, I, I, I get that. I don't have to eat that or I do. Yeah, it is good. Okay. I'll take it. It's it's, it was said the wrong way, but I'll take it because I need it. I That's just what won't, I'm not
0: is. eating the crust. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I still think I still think it's cuz you've made this point before is my point. That's why I'm pushing you on it. No, but because in it, the because it's of what I'm saying now. Yes, but because you you even said and we've had this conversation of thicker skin is bullshit because what what is what does that mean? Oh, you shouldn't have you shouldn't be feeling this. Like, oh, I should have thicker skin and I should just let people walk all over me or whatever. No, no, no. That, that's or, a different Or deal. I'm sad about this. You should just have thicker skin. Okay. Yeah, no, no. no. You You're,
3: know. That's, two different things.
0: I use lotion, Vince. Lotion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is that? What is it? Where it a pasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill oh yeah 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 he thing. has a whole thing about lotion, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: No, um Wait, no. hey, you want to jump in on lotion, I'm pretty I don't know shit about lotion. Go, oh no, you you're not supposed to use the same one under your eyes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Lubriderm everywhere. <laughs> no, I got the glasses. I got the
3: red glasses. You know the the, the glasses that you come over have a little
0: like in red Dragon red Ball Z or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway So
3: Study in 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 terms of here, um thicker skin meaning avoidance is bad. Like, oh, you gotta have thick skin. Just don't hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's avoidance. Yeah, just, we don't want just taking the abuse. Yeah, just we don't want, want that. No, that, that, so but in the context of here, thicker skin is that take criticism as what it is. Have the thicker skin, right?
0: And if it's constructive,
3: use it. And if it's not, drop it. Mm-hmm. as therapists
0: I, we, that yeah. feels more like that's a what i'm saying filter though like filter like having a filter and a boundary right like everything stops here this is my boundary and then i'll look over and be like, okay i'll take a little bit of that you know it's just like you go to the buffet and i'm like oh, i don't want those the shrimps but, but I'm in, gonna any, eat in, that in any um given day we are subject to ego comparison
3: i mean we're all we're all could become victims of that depending on the day you know you you look at it and you say geez how do i stack up because yeah. that's the Western world. I mean, it's everything is, you know, production and acquisition.
0: So what do you think, Sarai, in the, in the, in the world of ego comparison, you being, no offense to you, sir, younger, um, in the world of, like, social media about, you know, you're seeing, like, you know, like, I, have, I know I have friends that I'm, like, they're posting things. I'm, like, what are you, like, that's not you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, but they want to, like, they want to get the likes. And then the last episode we talked about people who post and then maybe they didn't get enough likes. So they remove it and then they post it at a different time. That maybe is, they figure they'll get more likes. You know what I mean? Like it, oh, more people probably on Instagram right now, like that I'll probably get more likes on this picture instead of just like, I'm posting it because I want to post it. I don't really care what kind of exposure it gets or, or seeing other people. Right. It's like, Oh my God, Mary looks so happy with her man. You know?
1: Well, I don't know I think Instagram can be or any social media site can be a huge um, lie for the lack of a better term like I don't know what's true and what isn't true you can project any kind of life that you want on there and in terms of ego comparison it's uh, I feel like the need that's trying to get met is validation just like dating sites dating sites sometimes people get on them because they're like oh you know I want to know how many people I can attract. I'm not gonna answer anybody back, but you know, yeah. it's cool that I, I have this many matches. I have like twenty some odd matches and that makes me feel really great, you know. But that's very short term. It's not long term, it isn't anything that's sustainable.
0: Sustainable, I think, is a word that keeps getting brought up today. We want to be able to sustain our state sustain, you know, validation. Um and I think that the best way to do that is to figure out how you can sustain it within yourself, right?
3: Yeah. Well, go we'll go back to that primal need. What do we want to sustain? What do we, What do you mean? Yeah, remember we talked about uh, primal need. <clears throat> what is the primal need? Why do people come to therapy? To be seen. They want to sustain acceptance. They want mm-hmm. to be sustain being accepted. If I'm accepted at my work, if I'm accepted with my kids, I'm accepted at home, I'm accepted um, you know, in the community, I'm accepted everywhere, what? Then I'm happy, right? Happy. I got peace. So people want to sustain that, right? They want to yeah. be accepted. That's why they're on there trying to get those hits, trying to get every time I get a like, what? I feel more accepted. Okay, I feel I feel, you know, more popular. I feel more, more valuable, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all about acceptance, man. It's the reason why people come and see us.
0: Bottom line. Where do, you, know where do you stand? But what do you think about like people who maybe are getting that acceptance, right? They're getting it from, you know, a significant other or they're getting it from their family. But it's like they still try to do that and to get, you know what I mean? To get it from other people. Like they're like, they kind of devalue what they have, right? To try to get it somewhere else. Like you said, like kind of like getting fucking 50 matches or whatever and and not uh, all these guys will, like you know hitting me up and this is like they're not acting on it but they're just like it, it makes them feel good in that moment that little dopamine rush so like what or, or i don't know if you comment what do you think causes in that sense of like them not accepting when it's actually really there genuinely
3: well that's it authentic acceptance that the the actual acceptance is is authentic it's very important that it comes from and then also what you know i don't love you because you love me because i don't love myself then all of a sudden i don't value your acceptance that's I another, would agree with that. that's another dilemma mm-hmm. go on <laughs> Go on,
0: that's another dilemma well i if you want to cover this this other quote that on this um trapper keeper um a friend is someone who adores you even though they know the things you're most ashamed of. beautiful quote I think that that's that's a perfect example or a perfect um, um summary of of what you're saying, right because you feel. And just for for the show, you feel weird that this person knows your flaws and knows, you know, that you got X, Y and Z. And they're still like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, let's let's go like, let's deal with it. And I know what you got, you know, and I accept you for that and I can help you work through that or whatever. But, you know, I see you as a full person. And I think that instead of just seeing that flaw and seeing because you have that flaw i gotta I gotta run you know well there's a quote uh, quote uh
3: your favorite author there um Eduardo brene Brown vulnerability right without vulnerability, there's no love. So your best friend is the one you've been the most vulnerable with. It's the one that that you've cried that you've you've, you've told you you've shared your fears yeah you shared your your shortcomings. you shared that that's your best friend. You know, you have all these friends. Who's your best? The best friend is that the one that knows your flaws, the one that accepts you and loves you, regardless. Yeah, that that you can be genuine with. You don't have to have that perfect selfie. You don't yeah. have, to have that perfect. You know. Well, I post. think it's
0: also. I think you also have to push your friends though too. You know, like not just quote unquote just accept everything that they do. Like we said before, is just like, hey, like you know, you're, you're doing this again, or, you know what I mean? Like, well, it, cause I tell my buddies, you know, if they're doing something and, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe they did something in a past relationship and I see it showing up with someone else they're dating and I'm kind of like, Hey, like, is this coming up again? You know?
3: Well, and that, that's where it's, um, it's very clear that, you know, you love me with my flaws and that I can be vulnerable with you, but what? but you do assist me in my actualization. So it's not an either or. the It's not, if I accept you with your flaws, that's not helping you grow. No, I love you regardless of your flaws. Let's look at the impediments together that can get you to the place that you want to get to, not where I want you to get to, not where I want you to be, where you want you to be. And I know you can do it. I know because I love you, right? I have that portal that I understand your personality. I understand your openness. I understand your conscientiousness. I understand how engaging you are. I understand your agreeability. I understand your neurosis. Okay, Ocean, that's a personality right there. Openness, right? Conscientiousness. Ability to engage. Agreeability and neurosis. Ocean, that's a person's personality. I understand all those facets because I've known you since kindergarten. And I know what you're capable of and I know what you're not exercising, but... You got to want it. You got to want it for you. And I'm here and I'm here to help you. But I know you and don't get down on yourself. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. That's it.
0: All right. <laughs> you want to jump in on this or? That
1: was like a drop the mic moment. So I was
0: like, ah. Uh, now, uh, I've heard his ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a it's good. I think that obviously concepts like that are. I think put it, play, placing them in that way makes them easier to grasp, right? To for someone to kind of look in look into that, and you know, having being able to to analyze and and sit down and seeing those different aspects of it, right? But again, I think that it can it can come off very very high level you know for someone to hear neurosis what does that mean or you know what i mean like ability to engage like so i i think i mean if you want to elaborate on that i would you
3: know no, well, well neurosis is just emotional regulation well everything
0: and i said not because i think it's a really good concept for you to maybe put it into or maybe you could do an exercise with sarai to put it into practice and or, or just to, to or talk about you know sure. how how we can see those how we can see ocean in somebody.
3: Yes. It's like, like sorry. Okay. How speaking to
0: the mic, how, how open you are, right?
3: How open you are to new things, how open you are to, uh, trying, you know, new ventures, how open you are in our relationship, right? Um, conscientious, you know, how conscientious are you? That's pretty self-explanatory. So
0: what it, it, so that's what I'm saying. Kind of like what's openness?
3: Well, openness is, her, you know, her willing to see, Beyond what's just there, yeah. What's there? Her, her willingness to initiate, <clears throat> to open, uh, to actually find um, something about me, right? That I don't know. Okay, her openness to do that. Her willingness to do that. Her her initiative to do that. What would you say, Saeed, When you're seeing somebody's personality and in this regard, openness, their openness. What does that mean to you, based on your history and with relationships?
1: Um, the opposite of being rigid. So somebody who's willing to explore, um, not so structured and just malleable, like willing to roll with the punches, whatever that's going to look like. Um, that's kind of what I feel openness is. And even if you have those feelings of like, I'm nervous, I'm scared. This is challenging. I don't want to do this, that you still do it anyways, you know?
3: Exactly. And, and, and expand on conscientiousness. They're conscientious. Like conscious, they're what would you say? How would you explain that part of a person's personality, the the C there?
1: Um, the way that I perceive it is mm-hmm. kind of like um, I have you in mind. I have you in consideration. So I'm not going to take an action or I'm not going to do anything to purposefully harm our relationship or you. It means that I am in you're in the back of my mind. Like i'm holding you there before I, I move
0: empathy okay
3: sure and uh the lc expand on engage engagement again if we want to how willing am i to interact and be vulnerable that's what that means engagement how do i gauge do i hold back do i'm, I'm too reserved you know too self-conscious you know, like, oh, oh I got to, I can't engage. I, I don't know him very well, you know. Like, am I just so d- reserved that I can't, you know? And as again, we, if we look at temperament, you know, there's something to do with, you know, nature, nurture. But there's introvert, extrovert, and ability to engage, right? Um, and then um, when you say about agreeability, it's fundamental, you know, and on that A part, right? Agreeability is how flexible are you? How agreeable are you? How agreeable is your personality? When we think about your A, How agreeable, you know, does everything have to be what? (laughs) Everything has to be, you know. Yeah, like I hate uh, people
0: that when you're in the car or something or there's some type of music playing and they're like, oh, my God, turn it off now. It's like, relax, relax. Like, it's not like it's it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? They're they're just like, no, change it, change it. They're just so, you know what I mean? Or like, I don't know, if you're at a party and people want to listen to different things and you already listen to certain things that you wanted to. It was like, okay, give it like, you know, let's do 30 minutes of something that they want to listen to, you know. And some people get like super dramatic about like, I hate
2: this music,
0: you know, like, it's just like, relax. It's not doing anything, you know, to harm you, you know. But I
1: think agreeable is just kind of like how able are you to get along with others? Well, I think that's part of it
0: is my point is like you're kind of. You know, you're like, it's, I know that this is for them, and I I can kind of, I can bend a little and let them play some music that they want, you know, and allow that to happen.
3: And on the neurotic part, right? (laughs) Neurosis, that's making a mountain out of a molehill. How emotionally regulated is a person? That's what the neurosis is like emotional regulation. Does that person say, okay, whatever happened, I'm okay with it, I'm fine, it's no big deal. Okay, it's about emotional regulation. It's about response flexibility. Do I react to everything or do I respond? You know, emotional intelligence, right? How is that's about, you know, that's part of the neuro- neurosis is to see a person. When you see, we see a person with a borderline personality disorder, okay, on their ocean, that N needs a lot of assistance, okay, that N part. Because, again, it's emotional dysregulation. And, and the part with that, it's a, a shifting self-image, yeah. When they have their self image is high, oh they're, they're agreeable, they're happy and everything else. And a day when their self image they don't you know, they don't see the oh, they're, you know, angry and mountain out of a molehill. Again, the you know, what just happened doesn't match the expression. The emotional expression doesn't match in the event. So these type of things are are what we look at here in um, you know, personality disorders. When you're talking yeah. about personality disorders. Okay, when, when a part, a hallmark part of uh, borderline per, uh, personality disorder is that emotional dysregulation. You know, how, how you know, we use uh, distress tolerance. How they, can you tolerate any type of distress? Your tolerance for distress is very low. Same with your tolerance for frustration. Your yeah. tolerance for frustration is very low. Okay, and that's the end. So there's a personality, right? Well, what happens if you're in love with a person? You see every one of those areas. But you're not there to fight with the person, to change the person. Yeah. You're there to assist the person within those areas because you love the person. That's why love has accountability and responsibility. Okay, When you really love somebody, you assist them for them. Now, what can you give it to me? What can, what's in it for me? Dining app, right? Yeah, They're all commodities on the stock market. Oh, okay. he has a good job. Oh, he's good looking. Oh, my God. He has, he's, he's oh, oh, he has great family, right? It's yeah. worth more than this other one, right? We that's that's the way we see it. That's why you know, dating apps to me I you know, said, set, set you up to fail. You know, yeah. just um out there and they start saying, you know, number scale, right? One to ten. You know, how many how many, you know, whatever you value place on appearance, whatever value you place on, you know, essence, whatever value you place on any of those one any of the, the letters yeah. of the ocean.
0: I think that one I one thing that I talked about too was I think a lot of people these days are more going and talking to people to try to find something wrong as opposed to try to find something right, though. Right. To to try to find disqualifiers. Right. As opposed to looking for potential.
2: Well,
3: And there's a reason for that, I think. I think uh, it's scary to find somebody too right. So I think when you get to something and somebody's too right. Okay. It's scary. Because now you have something to lose. Now it's now what? Now it's all on you now. If you find, you know, what, that woman of your dreams, right? You find she's perfect. Everything's great. Yeah. Oh, now the pressure's on you. So now you're going to start to self-sabotage. You're going to sabotage. Why? Because you could be avoidant. Just, it's, it'll hurt me too much because I've had a history of, of, of losing people, right? So this person's too put together. If I lose, the pain is going to be worth more than the payoff. The pain is, is, is scary,
0: excuse me. Then, then what's you know what's you know it's going. But you're saying they're not able to kind of see the the potential in it actually working out.
1: Well, I think um, what he's talking about is fear. Like people are too afraid to actually engage and allow themselves to love and be loved.
3: And um, it's like you were saying, Eduardo. um, What are they familiar with too? Yeah. I mean, what how they, what kind of relationships? kick said dice in español? Todos hablan como les fue en la feria. Okay? Everybody speaks the way it went in the fair. The fair was nice. It was a beautiful day. The rides were going. The cotton candy's great. Everything's good. Hey, how's the Del Mar Fair? That's oh, a great place. It's the fabulous. You go another day. Rides, you know, are in maintenance. There's no cotton candy. It's raining. Yeah. Oh, that's a horrible place. You know, it's a horrible place. All of a sudden, and you find a, a, a person that's really has their ocean right all aligned. Yeah. It's so scary. That's pretty scary. It's really scary. Yeah. So you might start uh, trying to see see things that aren't there, and um, and, and you know, I think that uh, sometimes happens.
0: So, how do you kind of try to bridge that, or how do you communicate with somebody like that? Be comfortable being lonely that's
3: it be for comfortable be comfortable saying yourself i don't have to be lonely
0: i can enjoy solitude because as a self-talk well I but i'm saying in the sense of like if you find somebody that like what you're saying like you find somebody oh shit this is this is somebody good for me you know
1: i think there has to be a level of healing you have to have healed and recognized and understood yourself enough where you're able to accept that other person and see their value.
0: Well, yeah, but again, I disagree with the fact that I need to be completely healed for me to engage in anything.
1: Well, I'm not saying like completely healed hundred percent, but I'm saying be at a point where it's like, I'm okay enough where I can receive this. Relationship.
0: Cause I think a lot of people are very, we get to the cop out, right? Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. And that, that's where that's that, that running what you're talking about, right? That they're going to, say I'm not healed because this is still coming up. I'm like, well, shit's always going to come up. Like, you know, feel like something's always going to come up, even when you've been married fucking for years. You're just like, ah, oh, you know. Well, in, in another way, I mean,
3: I find a very practical way to go from ego comparison to ego contributive. To say, how can I contribute to this relationship? How can I enjoy this relationship? What can I bring to this person? Instead of coming from the mindset of what could this person bring to me? You're in danger when you're saying, what can this bring, person bring to me? No, I go on a date. How can I make this experience nice? How can I take this person? How can I, ha, this person, I want to make this date enjoyable for this person. And I, I, my focus is on the other way. It's ego what? Contributive instead of ego comparison. I think our, our world is built on ego comparison and not contributive. So you go into it. He's great. He's turning great. But I, I focus on how I can uh, make this day great. It's a day today. It's an experience with a new well, person. I think,
0: I think part of me also is to want to focus on me as well, right? I want to be able to have fun. Like if somebody could maybe not be showing up, right? And I don't want to be like, I got to help. I got to help them show up. It's like, you know, if someone's not showing up, then I got to try to just, <laughs> I got to make the best of it or whatever it may be, you know? of a situation and try to find how we can connect you know try to find that area with some people you just instantly connect too and you just okay we don't have to go through that hump
3: well know. let me ask you about that eduardo how do you know when you instantly connect
0: i think i think if there's there's similarities there and in, and in, in open communication you know i think that there when, when there's open communication there's similarities in those styles or or you know, I, for me i can instantly connect with somebody that maybe has the same same sense of humor you know and be like okay like we have we have a, a a language there that we both speak that we can you know we can familiarize ourselves with and that we're both familiar with and we can you know find oh this guy is, is i mean to some extent maybe you can say this guy's been through shit or something that they understand these jokes you know or whatever i don't know i feel like that's that's the thing
3: but a lot of times I think we mourn uh, the fantasy of what that person. We project. There's a lot of projection. It into, Oh, my God. She's attractive. She's funny. And all of a sudden, this is my soulmate. Oh, my God. This is great.
0: And, no, no, no. And you're no, projecting I'm not, a never, Nobody their, ever said that. soulmate. And, and, uh, oh, I, a lot of times you know, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think that, you know, for me, I'm very, like, I'm very open in the sense of, like, you know, I – I, and I say obviously you hear you know the podcast and I'm saying these things and we're talking about love and I think people hear words like that and they freak out you know and for me I'm like well I can talk about it but like I'm not here saying that I love you and I'm in love with you when we just met but I we can we talk about what that means to you like you know what I mean like that's one thing and, and what is that is that engage or is that agreeability or what 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 will what we call that within like ha- being able to just have those conversations You know,
3: well, you know, one of the things too is it's, it's great. I mean, this is fantastic, you know, that, that even a Latino male, this is, this is fantastic that you open up this forum, this platform to speak about feelings, speak about how do we address, you know, love and, and, you know, um, but one of the, one of the, just the purest methods is authenticity. Again, going back to saying, I'm just going to be me. And the best part of me that I, that I feel I am, yeah. And just be you in this thing. Just, just be who you are, and let's enjoy life together.
0: And then how do you feel when you are you, and it doesn't work out? How do you face that? Well, if you, you moved, you moved. I that did. means you want to speak. Yeah, please. Your body wants to engage.
1: <laughs> um. When you said that, it it resonated with me. And um, can you say it one more time?
0: Um, oh, fuck, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 how do you feel when you do feel like you showed up authentically and you showed up, you know, and you were like, oh, yeah, like I was, you know, authentically me and I wasn't accepted. I was, you know, pushed aside or, you know, I don't, you know, whatever it may be.
1: I feel... Um, I would rather lose that potential for a relationship or connection versus losing my authentic self. So if that person is not um, accepting me or is in essence, we're not a good match, then it just cool. It is what it is.
0: Um, do oh, you want me to read this? <laughs> hey? Um.
3: Yeah. Read read what that said, please. That would be great. I think that would help. Okay.
0: In this world, many live their lives in the reverse. Yeah, like that. Is that? No, no, no. They try to get wealth to be happier, but we need to be real with ourselves. Then do what needs to be done to find our true selves and what makes us happy. Keep on going a little bit, please. More. Being authentic is not something we have or do not have. It is a practice. Being intentional about choosing how we want to live, be real, honest, it's a choice. Keep going? Well, it's right on point. Yeah, just keep on going. It's right
3: on point. <laughs> <laughs> Staying authentic is a tough decision.
0: Some people's authenticity is seasonal and based on the situation at hand. Choosing to be authentic is both hopeful and exhausting, especially in today's world where culture dictates what is appropriate and what is not. And if we try to blend with the measures, then there is a cause for alarm. Could you you, uh, repeat that, please? I think that's very poignant. Staying authentic is a tough decision. Some people's authenticity is seasonal and based on the situation at hand choosing to be authentic is both hopeful and exhausting especially in today's world where culture dictates what is appropriate and what is not and if we try to blend with this with this measure we try to blend with this measures then there is a cause for alarm what does that mean to you I think that when I when I hear whenever I hear culture and dictates what is appropriate it's just like that it's just like the the, old, the the thing that comes up for me at that point is like like if uh uh you maybe you're dating somebody and then they're like you know you post on instagram and then they're like why did you put me on instagram and you're just like i don't know i just wanted to put you like i just wanted to put this picture i was happy that we went out on this date or i was happy that we were doing this and it was cool and then, you know we took a picture and then i put it on instagram you know because i want my friends to see it and it's like well oh my god why did you do that? I didn't put you on my Instagram. That—that's—that's that's what I'm hearing of like the culture dictates, right? Because that's, oh, this, now it's something because you put it on Instagram, right? Perfect.
3: That's perfect. That's, you know, cultural dictates. That's
0: that's the problem. Okay. Instead of like, we did not, did we not have a good time? Did we not have fun? Did we not take these pictures? We, you know, was like, oh, but now, oh, oh my God, what are people gonna say? <laughs> you know. And let let me. Sorry, um,
3: could you expand on that? Uh, what your take is, you know, on cultural dictating um, what we should what we should uh, be looking for on our dates and or stuff like that. You know, how cultural, you know, our culture influences us. Maybe on who's the right match or who's the wrong match, or in your experience in the dating world, you know.
0: Mm-hmm you hit the mic everybody heard it you know. that was kind of
2: like point. what are the
1: expectations when you go on a date from like gender roles or just in general like what is a person's ideal mate from i don't
0: think it's gender roles based that's not yeah, I think just it's not, just on on
3: like like culture. what's the right guy like culturally like who's the right guy Like the well, right guy right
1: the right guy is like somebody who's older affluent um taller
3: um well i'm the right guy i'll get out of here <laughs> oh i'm not affluent no i'm the wrong guy <laughs>
1: usually that's the right guy
0: man i don't know well wait a minute isn't the right guy just a good looking guy that they that's the right guy that they want that people want to see right oh my god he's so cute um
1: there's a level of within the culture yeah, when yeah. I talk to other women, like my friends, clients, whatever, there's uh, there's an eye on monetary, the ability to provide. Yeah. Wait, a minute, wait,
3: man, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm going to interrupt here. Sadie, who cares about our, okay, not who cares. <laughs> okay, who's the right guy for you? Forget about the oh. clients, so like, you. We want one of to personal here, right? Yeah. Come on, what's the matter with that's what, that's what? What you? What? I didn't do it with what me? You do. What's the matter with me? You, you, you what's the matter
0: personal. with you? We got huh? to
3: get personal. I got to get personal. got here. Okay. Sonny, <laughs> who's the right guy <laughs> for <laughs> you? <laughs> okay. Okay, no, more okay. Okay. No,
2: no more clinical stuff. That's it. No clinical stuff. No more clinical stuff. That's
3: it. Okay, cool. The right
2: guy for me. You said me
0: to do it. I've been, this has been heavy. I'm like All right,
3: Sonny, go
1: ahead. Emotionally intelligent is, Number one, like for me, uh, I feel like. Sorry,
3: wait a minute. What's that mean? I don't know what emotional intelligence is. What, what What is that?
1: Emotional intelligence is just kind of the ability to recognize and identify and express feelings. Um, somebody who is okay into going into that space, not somebody who is resistant or avoidant or perhaps even, um, um, how can I say, manipulative.
3: Okay, okay wait a minute. Eduardo, remember to come uh, okay. up to the mic. Wait a minute. Eduardo. Okay. Are you that emotionally intelligent guy? Come on right now. Am Go I
0: on. emotionally intelligent? Yes. I don't I mean, this is <laughs> right? asking. Okay. How do you, why do you say that? Um, I would say that I'm emotionally intelligent in the sense of, you know, I I try to empathize with other people and I but at the same time I'm, you know, figuring out what how I'm showing up for somebody else as well. You know what else what do you mean that's it well, me what, do what do you want more a
3: little I i I'm not I'm not evaluating it I'm just kind of I want to expand
0: yeah. I understand no I think uh, again it's it's uh I think it's, it's it's like I said it's not it's not looking for for disqualifiers right it's it's really trying to figure like like what someone else is looking for too right like it's not just um you know, I'm like trying to see if, if I'm the right fit too. Right. Not, not just be like, oh yeah, I'm a great guy. Well, yeah, of course. I'm a fucking amazing guy, you know, but my, it's like, I may not be the right guy for you. I don't know, but that's why I'm trying to, I want to have the conversations, right. Those, what she's saying, those, those conversations of like, well, what, are, what are you looking for? But I think a lot of people, again, think that those conversations are like, oh my God, you want me to commit right now. He's like, no, I'm just what let's, let's put it on the table at least, or just, oh, I want to get you know, what, where your mind is at least a little bit. Like I could say, Hey, I'm looking for some, like, you know, I've told somebody before, like, you know, I'm looking for something serious or something. And then they're like, well, what happened? You said you were looking for something serious. Like, yeah, but I need, we need to get the too serious. Right. Even though I'm looking for something serious doesn't mean that just whoever pops in is going to be, you know, Hey, I was looking for something serious. Oh, you want something serious too? Oh my God. What a coincidence. Let's just be serious with each other. You know? Okay. Um, let me, let me ask you
3: here, Sadi. Let's throw out the obvious. Okay, something subtle that's a turn off for you when you're dating a man or you know, um or woman I mean, when you're dating. Um What's a subtle turn off for you that most people wouldn't think about? On
0: or off? You're you're talking Which off are, the mic. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. It would just be just talking into uh, You didn't even yeah. what did. That would be kind of a. a Is it turn said off? on or off. On. On. Turn on. Turn on
1: or turn off. Yeah. See. I no. You. No.
3: No. Excuse me. I'm sorry. A, a turn off, something that that would be kind of subtle. It's she can your, still hear your personal, it's your personal. It's your personal. It's your kind of personal things that I. Still, you know, it or. would be subtle. It's kind of like that's not something I'm looking for. Just to get an example of what what today's society is kind of stuffing.
1: Well, lack of awareness, just not really being aware of themselves. The inability to not be present. Just get they're up on not. Them. Um, they're not. Uh, they're just not self-aware enough.
2: For example,
3: so, okay, yes, please. For example, for example.
1: Um, oh man, I'm gonna have to think. Um, so I guess.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So Carlos did this thing, or. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah that's good.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Give an example of a date. You don't need to
3: name the guy's name, or you know. Yeah. Just keep it. I went out with a guy, and you know. He wasn't self-aware, give an example. No, no, no,
0: she said, lack, well, she said lack of awareness, right? Lack of awareness, yeah. yeah it's, you know, capacity of, you know, self-reflection.
3: I
1: guess, yeah. like, um, to be the cell phone's on the table, and there's uh, just...
3: You went out with a guy, and the cell phone was on the table.
1: I went out with the guy. The salt
0: was on the
3: table. I like that she was just like, it was hard for her to say that she was on this
2: date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Do I really want to get? We were at Buffalo nine, Wild nine. Wings in Indio. <laughs> Coachella. No, Coachella, kidding. okay. Um, <laughs> we were at the Winco. Yeah, <laughs> damn, you know we, where we, I yeah, They got Wincos out we, there. I know they got Wincos out there. So, so I want some horror stories. I mean, come on. Let's some, uh, so so want, You want horror
2: story? No, you
0: know what, though? I feel like people... It, it, especially when they talk about dating, they thrive more off the horror stories. And he would say, you know what? He was fucking amazing. You know, yeah. it was a great date." They're day like, "Ah, I don't want to hear that. Tell me about the other guy. Yeah, tell no. me, okay, sorry, tell me about the guy that ran out on the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are the funny, but it sucks, right? Cause the good ones are not the ones you want to hear about.
1: But it's, I guess it's hard for me. Cause I don't really have horrible dates. My dates usually are pretty cool. Like we have a good time with each other. We're, we're having fun. We're laughing. Um, It's, it's kind of like a vibe i get like
0: okay and so okay then if that's then where have you seen problems ensue
1: um
0: because you said there's a lack of awareness right you're talking about the phone so what? where did that come up if you're having a great time but what they're on their phone so you kind of didn't maybe have a good time there was a couple of laughs the, but yeah
1: there was like when the person is not present like yeah. when they're so focused on um everything else but they're not willing to actually ask a question about you or get personal with you or build intimacy and i mean emotional intimacy build intimacy at any level like not even being like friendly with you then it's kind of like this is not
0: but they're funny you're having a good time you just said i'm the funny one on the date. oh you're the funny one usually oh okay Ooh. No, and <laughs> 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 <Everyone laughs> like,
2: you're yeah. not very funny, You're man. not funnier than me. Nobody's funnier than me. Okay,
3: Eduardo. <laughs> why do you hide behind the veil of, of comedy? Why is that so Why important? do I? I don't. That's the thing. Why, I don't. It, it, I it, I she's don't. funny.
0: She's funny. That, that's that's more important than everything else. She's funny. Oh, I love that. I mean, because I why? feel that. No, because Except, comedy, it, comedy is, if you really want me to break it down, or comedy yeah. and a sense of humor has so many layers to it, right? Comedy can, 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 can be you know, can, it comes from so many painful places, right? And if you're willing, I think if you're willing to laugh about something, that means you're willing to talk about it and you're willing to see it from all different sides, right? That's why the comics have so much pain, right? But they're willing to talk about it. And we see the world from different eyes, right? We we try to see flaws or we try to see differences or something that stands out within something, right? Like I can, I can be you know, even in the saddest moments, right? Even if maybe not in the moment, but after, I'd be like, "Oh, that was fucking hilarious!" Right? Like, I, I could talk about like a you know, like at my dad's funeral, something that happened that I think was funny. That day, I wasn't laughing about it, but then after, I was like, "What the hell was that about?" Like, I'm just like laughing at something that was weird, right? Because that's the way. But I feel like it's, again, it's, it's somebody who's, I think when you're willing to look at something from from the the side of laughter, that means you're willing to engage on, it and you're willing to. um uh analyze it right and laugh about it and have a, a better outlook somebody who's not willing to yeah, I don't think that's funny you know, about everything that means they're just very cynical and they're not you know they can't bring that best person forward okay uh, uh I'll, I'll i'll try
3: not, not to be clinical but <laughs> i guess my mind goes to the clinical what
0: you're saying is I want like, authenticity, Exactly. <laughs> because no, seriously, yeah, yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. comedians are authentic. They yeah, laugh yeah, at their yeah.
3: own, you know, their own flaws. Of course, they laugh at their own flaws. They laugh that they're just authentic. They're yeah. not pretentious, right? Yeah. So if a girl, you know, could be there with you and laugh, and they're like, okay, this is a candidate for somebody that could be authentic, that could laugh at their own flaws, that could just be real, and that's what it is, Vince. So I guess yeah, you're right, Vince. I, I, I authenticity's number one on the scale of, of when I'm dating. And and that's your marker. Because that's the way you feel real. When yeah. you can joke, when you can joke, when you can say whatever you need to say and people are going to laugh It's not politically correct and, or say, say the right or thing. Or say that's not funny just, or, or call you out.
0: I don't mind all, being called out. Mean? It's like, why not? Or what do you oh. think is funny? Or what do you think? Why do you want you think it's funny? You know what I mean? But, you know. And, and we had a discussion on that. You
3: remember we had a discussion on, on and I like to open that up, you know, a discussion on... Um, Chappelle, right, and, and being oh, authentic. Oh no, I'm not gonna open that up. Well, wait a no, minute, just being authentic. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm no, no just, no, just no, just not on the not on the uh, you know, just being authentic. Yeah. Okay. And how he is authentic, and how the you know my favorite Bill Burr, right? He just comes out and he comes out just very authentic. I He's think very that- just just very real, and 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 says what it is. Yeah, you know, and he's not worried about it, I and mean, it's hilarious. And nowadays, everybody's so self conscious, so conscious of everybody else and what else is going to say. Nobody relaxes.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing that Bill Bird does great is is a lot of the self deprecation, right? So mm-hmm. he p- puts himself. It's like you're laughing at me, right? And so it makes you feel like, even though you're like relating to it, you're you're laughing at him, right? Because he like one of the things is like that he always says like, "Oh, what the fuck do I know." I'm a dumbass. Like, you know, what, what, what the fuck do I? And so it just kind of gives you that ease of like, yeah, he is a dumbass. I mean, he, be, he could be making great points, but then you're just kind of like, yeah, but what do I know? You yeah. know, what do I know? And so it kind of gives you that ease of like, you know, to so he doesn't have as much um stake in the game, right? At least for him. He's just kind of like, I I told you I was an idiot, so you're telling me I'm wrong? Yeah, okay, why? You know, but I think it opens up that discussion too, right? You're able to talk. I don't know. that That's one thing that, yeah, let's. Again, I always saw, I mean, I've said it on I've probably said it a hundred times, I'm willing to talk about fucking anything, you know. I'm willing to talk to almost anybody, right? Because that's that's the whole point. That's how we we need to communicate, right? We all this fucking, you know, like like oh, I did did this or fucking I liked your picture and it just fucking talk, you know. Like all these indirects and you know, like let's let's just sit down and have conversations, right? And that's why this is such a great forum, too, right? Because for this two hours or hour and a half, whatever it may be of the episodes, we're all just here, right? We're here. No matter what the fuck is going on in the world, we're here, right? And we're having a conversation. When was the last time that either, well, never mind, it different because you're at work, but I'm saying, when was the last time you just had a conversation with somebody for two hours without grabbing your phone, without going anywhere, you just sat down and you just had a conversation with somebody, you know, a friend, because obviously you you sit down with patients, but how was the last time you just sat down and had a conversation and just see where it went, whatever. Can you remember?
1: Last Saturday.
0: No phone, Nothing
1: me and my best friend we were just talking
0: give me more <laughs> i mean you don't have to say every every single thing you spoke about but like you know what was we talk that experience about, like or we talk you know about I mean, like
1: men we talk about marriage we talk about children we talk about um our relationship with each other. We talk about family. We talk about, but it's also somebody yeah. that I grew up with. Yeah,
0: yeah. Both uh, again, but but that's what I'm saying. Elaborate on like, well, what does that mean to you, right? To have that, you
3: know. Can I interject, Okay, you said something. Which I'm gonna, uh, I am going i do not like the word challenge, but I just just for I gotta. you talk challenge. about your challenge. relationship. <laughs> wait, you're just, wait a minute. You wait a minute. Talk about your relationship with each other. How's that? That's kind of awkward. What do you mean your relationship? Like, hey, you're, yeah, you don't. Call me enough. Is that kind of thing? What do you mean your relationship with each other? How do you talk about that?
1: Just like, um, sorry. When I say we talk about the relationship with each other, it's kind of like the dynamics we have with one another. It doesn't happen all the time, but we definitely have had those very difficult conversations in our relationship um, because we're very different. We're very different, but there's um, the acronym that you used, Earlier that we have that dynamic where we see each other and we accept one another, and she definitely challenges me to be my best self, and I do that to her as well.
3: But and, and that's that's because you love ocean. Just remember, you go, you, you go out, and, and that's because uh, you love each other. Yeah, you have that that access, and so it, I guess it's uh, for anybody that's listening. I guess that's a great way to go on a date say how open is that person how conscientious how engaging how agreeable nobody Honoratic. dates like that though boom <laughs> I feel like boom bang one like two three but boom, boom, no i boom. i, I disagree
0: go. i disagree that i Do think
3: you? i don't i don't i i, I don't think you're gonna just no yeah yeah i think i think that you
0: just, subconsciously you think of these things but you're not you don't you don't have that you know you don't have the you're thinking about these things you're like just like you said oh lack, you're just saying a different lack of awareness right mm-hmm. Well, that's and not he's conscientious. That, or that's like, not conscientious. Exactly. Okay. Or like engagement, right? He's not willing to talk about certain things. You like, yeah, The yeah, phone there on the, the phone's you know? on the thing. He's not engaging.
3: Okay. Yeah. That's, that's exactly engaging. You can't have, you have your phone. So there's engagement. There's but a- what
1: I mean by that is like nobody's willing to have those conversations. I really, it's very Well, random. I don't like to see part.
0: nobody. I never like to say nobody. Because okay. then that's just, no, there's people out there who do. There's people out there who are very conscientious of what they're. You know what I mean? I think show. it just it gives everybody the know like yeah, it's oh, it's hopeless out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to believe that.
2: <laughs> I don't, you, well, know? you have
3: it's, a point. It's 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 hopeless when um, your expectations are very high, and you don't know what you want out of a relationship. Okay, if you know you want openness. Okay, you know you want a conscientious person. No, oh, you want to be a conscientious person. You want to be, because as, as you're looking, you also have to check yourself, right? And and you want to engage, and you want somebody who engages, and you want to be agreeable, and the person's agreeable, and you want to check your emotions and not be emotionally dysregulated, or do you want somebody that's emotion dysregulated because you didn't text them in two minutes, you know? Um, and that's the way we, we see candidates. It's no different than you're a candidate for a job, Okay. You got a checklist you understand what you need for the business the business is the relationship what i need as a candidate okay you you got it but that feels transactional it's not transactional it's real it's holding yourself yeah, accountable real. because you're holding yourself accountable and you want a relationship built on what respect and but there's no agreeability, there's no conscientiousness, there's no openness, you're not going to have respect in a relationship, so what are you doing? Wasting your time, right? Or feeling lonely. Lonelier every single day.
0: But being with somebody. Right? Yeah. Like you're with somebody, but yet you can you continue to feel lonely, but you're like, I'm with somebody. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not and alone,
3: but I'm exactly. um, it, there's nothing wrong there's no judgment about it i mean it's it's what you want out of a relationship a relationship is uh taking from Brene brown right again you don't get love or give love to a person you get love from the relationship and you give love to the relationship well
0: let's go into that if you're going regarding bernie brown about what love is mm-hmm. i know we, you talked about it before you yeah. said love love is a verb, right? I don't know if you have Yes, yes, yes. You have love. the note. Exactly. No, note. no, no, no. Yes, love is a verb. <laughs> I don't
2: know if you have <laughs> the book. I, you no, always throw the
0: book out He it has a little thing know, on there. Know. You know, there's there's, there's, there's no point. No, of course. Love
3: is a verb. Okay, love is a verb. There's accountability and responsibility behind that word. You can't say to your wife, for example, hey, honey, I Wait, love you what? in the morning. I
0: was told, I thought my whole life that love was a feeling. If I don't feel love for you on the you know, after we've been dating for a month then what am I doing here? I don't feel it. I don't yeah. feel happy.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, is and that,
0: it's contingent that circumstances. Is that, a, is that, yeah. is that how love works? You know, That's love, how I thought love love works. If love, I don't feel it, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it.
1: Well, emotions are temporary. Oh. Even love.
3: Yeah, yeah no, and, and but love is not an emotion. Love is not an emotion at all. It's, it's, it's an action. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that I do voluntarily, hopefully unconditionally. Um, because what? I hold esteem for you. Yeah. And, and and that's what love really is. It's getting up and going to get some food because my wife seems a little bit sick, so she, I get up and you know, get up and I go to Safeway to get soup and I make soup in the middle of the night when I'm tired and I don't want to do that, but she's sick and she said, Don't do it. She says, You don't need to do that you say no, I insist. That's what love is. Yeah. You know? Because
0: you know it's gonna make her life a little bit easier and it's going to bring, gonna bring her, her some comfort. You're and are bringing her peace. Yeah. People need to focus more on bringing each
3: other peace. Okay. And, and, and that's really at the basis. Is I don't think it's that complicated. It's just getting out of your comfort zone. Remember you talked about that are the about comfort zones. You know, people don't really like to get out of their comfort zone and get, oh, God, I got to go do this. I got to go. I got to stop playing video games for four hours. You know, I'm 38 years old and I'm in a marriage. i got three kids and I'm playing video games for four hours. Three hours, I don't yeah. want to do. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to go do what I need to do. You know, okay then. You know, it's it's there's nothing. It's just the life. I think we have really. to be
0: honest with ourselves of what, you know, either what we're running from or what what's troubling us, right? If that to staying within that comfort zone, right, like staying at a job or, or staying in a certain living situation, right, or a certain city, and you know, I think that that one thing that I had. um seen recently that um that i think people, a lot of people do is, is trying to looking for like trying to create change right um i don't know if you've heard of young young pueblo do you, you know you he know he does a lot of like short he has a book it's a bunch of like short little mm-hmm. i don't know if you call them musings i don't think it's just, like quotes but it says you can change your location meet new people and still have the same old problems, right? And a lot of people want to run, right? They're like, hey, I'm going to move to Seattle and I'm going to move over here and I'm going to move to Spain and everything's going to be so much different, right? Says you to truly change your life, you need to look inward, get to know and love yourself and heal the trauma and dense conditioning in your mind. This is how you get to the root of internal changes and have significant external impact, right? Cause I feel like a lot of the times, well, let me change my hair. Let me get a new car. Let me get a new phone. Let me, you know, let me move. You know, let me change jobs. I mean, but but you're not getting to the root of what the hell is really bothering you. Right?
1: But I, I think it works, and I think that's why so many people do it. It works, but it's so temporary.
0: Well, you, of course, and that, that's what he's saying to get to the the root. You're not you're not going to get to the root, right? It, it works in that moment of like, oh, everything's new, right? I always tell people I've I've traveled, you know, I've gone to different countries and stuff like that. And I think what I really love about traveling is watching the people who live there because you're just kind of like, well, people ride the bus in San Diego. People do this and that people go to the grocery store in San Diego. And to them is like me seeing them is like, you know, somebody watching me walk into food for less right? Like, oh my God, that guy's got food for less. He's the fucking, look at that. He's so American. You know what I mean? It's just like, like a tourist, you know? Oh my God, how American these people, you know? And you go somewhere. I was like, oh, look at all these Italians. You know, they got a salami in a bag. Oh, they're so Italian. Right. But they're just people living, right? They're just going home. Right. And you're there, you're a tourist, right? Oh my God, the building's cool or whatever, you know? And I like, I like that. It's just like, this is just people. Right. It's just, it, it, it's not any different. You know, they're just going to get food. They're going to cook. They're going to go home. They're going to have some of the same problems or whatever. They're going to go to work tomorrow. Well, I kind of like the mundane is my point. I like that, that it's like we're, we're all people. We're all kind of doing the same things, you know, no matter where the hell you go in the world.
3: Well, again, the destination sometimes very irrelevant because when you think about it, do you want to exist or do you want to live? Okay. If you want to exist, then you choose to suffer because pain is going to be there no matter what, where you go, Seattle, San Francisco, wherever you go, pain is part, your problems, right? Obstacles. They're going to be, pain is temporary. Well, no pain is forever. Suffering is a choice. (laughs) Suffering Uh, is a choice. Pain is temporary. But how you deal with your pain, you choose to suffer. So if you want to live, you understand that pain is there and it's going to be there. And uh, I choose to let time, and my actions right and in the moment dictate what's happening and that's going to happen no matter where you are at i mean you know with within a, a safe yeah a
0: safe country right? I, I think um i want to something i want to close on and if you guys can elaborate you know one thing um i don't know if you said it or somebody else was like a lot of the people that go to therapy are people that aren't like you know they're not quote unquote fucked up right it's people that are very conscientious right they're going because they want to better themselves it's not because they're at you know some people are yeah they feel like they're at a wit's end but even then they're making the conscious decision of i want to go and better and find solutions to this you know so how i guess my question is or how can how can we drive or what message can you give to people to be more open to the idea of going to therapy Sorry. sorry Oh, get up on my mic.
1: Mm, okay. What can I repeat the question again?
0: <laughs> okay. How can we get more people or how, what, what message do you have for people to be open to going to therapy? Because I think that people want like, like your normal average person that maybe has never gone to therapy feels like I got it under control, right? I got I follow fucking young Pablo and I follow the angry therapist and I get it. I get it. I get what they're saying and I can apply it. You know? Like, how do you tell that person like, to go to therapy or what or What do you tell somebody like that? That, you know, they've never been to therapy and they don't think they should go because they're not fucked up. There's nothing wrong with them.
1: Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's, um, really supporting them in the space that there are in that moment. So it's, recognizing okay well you're saying to me that you don't need help and i i get that but you could go to the next level whatever that level looks like for you and i'm here to guide you and help you through that so it's like an invitation
0: yeah yeah um so what i guess the more the question is what would you what is the message that you would put out to people of what is there in therapy you know what is what? What would you invite people? How like if you had to tell people right now? Like if you know, why 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 should I go to therapy?
1: Well, you lose nothing and you gain everything. You gain yourself. Like at the end of the day, you get to know yourself a lot more, and I think that's something that nobody can take away from you. So for me, it's like come to therapy so you can really just know who you are.
0: Yeah. Vince, let me ask you a question. No, I asked you a question. Uh, no, no, job, right? you can't handle the truth. Okay. <laughs> okay. When I about. came in here, we said I was going to be conducting this interview. Okay. Let me ask you.
3: Why would you go to a physical trainer? You want a body like Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Why are you going to go to a physical trainer? Well, you don't know much about, you know, how, you know, you, get, you have a general sense of picking yeah. up weights. You, you see videos, yeah. you know, you, you. You know, you went a couple times with your cousin, and you do. You, you could do the yeah. weight. You could do the gym yourself, right? You, you want to get fucking run. ripped, you know? Go, okay, but you know, you have this general idea of what you want to be, right? How you want to look. You want to look a general a general way. You come, you go. You hire a physical trainer, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Why would you do that?
0: Because he's a beefcake, and I want to be a beefcake. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because he's been down that road. He's he knows how to get down. You know, he's he's. He knows how to get to where I want to get. Or you know, whatever. What is he gonna do for you? He's gonna help me get there, to okay. where I want to get. To the body
3: like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, he asks, okay, you're gonna get there, right? Yeah. Are you going to get there just by showing up?
0: By showing up to his gym to the session.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you no. gonna get there? No, right?
0: No, I got to Well, I got to show up, like literally okay. show up and do the work. Ah, uh-huh. there you go. Do the work. No dockies, right? No what? No, no bag of dockies. Wait, you, are you know, saying it, it, dockies? The, dockies or what? Oh, I think you are saying docky <laughs> like dockers or something. Like, oh. Okay.
3: You're going to take care of your nutrition. Yeah. You're going to do what? Your 45 minutes before, you know, the session of you know, cardio treadmill cardio. Yeah. Okay.
0: You're going to go there.
3: Legs. You're going to do it. He's, you know...
2: Well, it's
3: also accountability, right? He's
0: he's holding you accountable, and he's 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 but he's also motivating you and and pushing you through. The the analogy that I go go ahead. Wait a minute, and he's keeping
3: you what safe, okay? Because you're gonna do some. Let's just say you you would. Yeah, yes, yes. You would hope so that he's keeping you safe. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So it's an idea. Some trainers
0: are like you, CrossFit bro,
3: blow (laughs) out your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he knows what he's doing. Okay, (laughs) so he's keeping you safe, holding you (laughs) accountable. He's a coach. He's a mentor. He's there for you. Mm -hmm. What? To get that body. Now, why do you want that Cristiano Ronaldo body? Let's go there. No, well, that's another.
2: That's no, no, no. A, that's that's not that another. You have an
3: idea of what yeah, you yeah. want, right? You have an idea. This is going to make me more attractive. More, you know, whatever. Build up my self esteem. Whatever you, can, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be healthier though. Uh, and, and okay, that too. Okay. So people come to therapy. They think that just show up. They don't have to work. They don't have to do anything. Everybody's going to fix everything. They don't. They eat talkies. They eat whatever they're going to do. <laughs> Fucking doc. You know, they, they'll go home do no, no homework. It's just going to happen magically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or my, you need to solve it. Okay, yeah. What am I paying doing. you for? Again. What am I paying you for? Solve my issues. Yes, okay. When I come here, I can't come here once a week, mm-hmm. and you just tell me why God. my wife is right. Okay, so <laughs> I
3: think you got my point. My point is um, when you're ready, really, to go to places that you don't want to see. see. See, the therapy, it's not for the faint of heart. Okay, therapy is to go in and see things that you don't want to see. To solve but your problems, you have to look don't inside. Don't you think that deters people, demons.
2: though?
3: Wait a minute. To solve your problems, right, you have to look inside of your demons. You have to analyze your demons. You have to analyze your insecurities. You got to go through, you know, your you know, developmental years. There's a lot of work, mm-hmm. okay, to do to get the results that you want to you oh. have, right? You have these results. You want those results. Yes. It's going to take time. I know. And it's going to th- take. So that's what I say about therapy. Therapy is not, okay, it's not a character flaw. It's yeah. far from that, far from that. It's the most remote thing from a character flaw. You come to therapy to be accepted, okay? How can we help you be accepted? Because mm. that's what basically it is. We have a primal need to be accepted, and that's what therapy is there. That's why we ultimately, that's what we're here, to bring you closer to your authentic self so you could live And I just exist. If you're not your authentic self, we can't bring you closer to your authentic self. It's going to be hard for you to get along with your wife, get along with your kids, get along with your friends, to be accepted. That's why therapy is needed because we have a primal need to be accepted. And when when we don't feel accepted, there's mental illness. I mean, barring bipolar, schizophrenia, organic, okay. Yeah. I'm talking about people come in anxiety some, general some anxiety yeah. you know? and anxiety comes from that from not being accepted what anticipatory anxiety i anticipate this i'm gonna lose my job i'm gonna lose this i'm gonna lose i'm gonna do this depression same yeah
0: same. if i date this person then my whole life's gonna change i'm not gonna be able to go on this trip i'm not gonna be able to go you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hang out with my family because now i gotta hang out with his family and then i gotta exactly. go do his thing and oh my god they have the same birthdays or blah, 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 blah. you yeah. go down all this fucking all these all Rabbit holes. Instead of just saying, "Well, you know, we can compromise. We talk about it. We can, you know, hey, let's go over here a little bit. Let's." And either way, wherever we are, we're going to have fun because we enjoy each other.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, coming from that sense, that my suggestion is throw out everything everybody's ever told you about therapy, everything you've ever heard about therapy. Wait, we they this just listened to
0: a whole up episode. Of oh, therapy. Okay. Accept it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just throw out these conceptions. Enjoy the experience. Go there, but understand it is very painful to speak with your demons. It's Very painful, you know, if you're not willing to do that. But. But um. when you get to know them, right, you get to put them on a leash. And once you put them on a leash, you arrive at mental health. And then you'll be accepted and loved and cared for and all those good things that we all want. But you got to put them on a leash, man. They're never going to go away.
0: Yeah,
3: it's called pain, right? Yeah, we choose to suffer
0: when we choose to ignore our demons. Yeah, so w- what are the um, suppression, just to suppress, suppress your your feelings, right? Or in denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: am great. I am perfect. Everything's going good. Aren't it, therapist? Yeah,
0: they just weren't the right person for me, or they're fucked up. My family's weird. They're tripping. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always against me. Yeah, you know. Instead of like, well, you know, how am I showing up and what am I doing for others? Exactly. Uh, Any anything in closing? Any in closing, sorry.
1: No, I think you pretty much said it all. I can't hear you. I think Vince said it all.
0: We said it all. Well,
1: oh, but a little bit.
0: Yeah, we said a little bit. Um. So okay, yeah. So it's a it's a great place to end. Um uh you know again i think it's a ending at an invitation for people to, to go to therapy obviously is, is the goal of, of this podcast um you know and um thank you vince thank you sarai for for joining us on this beautiful day and having and, you know helping people understand concepts a little closer and uh again hopefully we can get people to to see some of those demons and and um And hopefully put them on a leash. You know? (laughs) You got it. Thank you, uh, Eduardo.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you.